I'm going to give you a word, I'm going to give you an attitude, and I'm going to give you a couple of players that are key to the Rams beating the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. That's all coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Travis Rogers. Not only am I the host of Locked on Rams, but I also host the Rams pre, half, and post-game show on their flagship station, ESPN 710. You can hear the pre-game show for this week's game against the Atlanta Falcons starting at 11 a.m. on ESPN 710 with myself and Kirk Morrison. Click that subscribe button in your podcast feed. So you get Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network every single day. Check us out on YouTube as well. It's a great way to take in the podcast. L.O. Rams, the Locked On Rams YouTube channel is a great way to do that. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, so this is what we have for you today. I want to talk about a couple of players that I think are essential to A, playing a lot better and winning the game on Sunday. One of the guys is going to be out there. One of the guys is not. We'll get into that in just a little bit. One of the recurring themes on this team is the running back game, right? Is it, Who is it going to be? They've added some guys and some chatter around the team that I've heard is pretty interesting. We'll get into that uh, in just a bit as well. But let's start right here. Let's start with the word that I think is vitally important to what we're going to see on Sunday afternoon. Urgency. Urgency. What are the Rams going to look like in week two? It look. I'm, I'm aware I've been doing this, and by this I mean talking about sports in the NFL for nearly 30 years, okay? It's been 27 years since I started doing this. So I'm fully aware of what it means to overreact in week one. I get it, and, and we all do it, and even though we know it, we tend to still go there, right? They're, oh, my gosh, they look terrible against the Bills, and they lost by three touchdowns, and the sky is falling, and Matthew Stafford's elbow, and Allen Robinson, and Jalen Ramsey, all the things that we've talked about for the last week or so, right? Um, doesn't mean they're not true. <laughs> it doesn't mean that uh, it doesn't need to change going into week two here, because the sense of urgency that was not there in week one needs to be there in week two for a variety of different reasons. Number one, um, this is arguably the easiest game on your schedule. Maybe Seattle has a little bit less talent than the Atlanta Falcons, and you're going to get to play them twice, but that's a division game. And those games are always a little more complicated than a non-division game. So I think that this really is, at least just on a, on a spreadsheet, the most winnable game of the season for the Rams. It's at home, okay? The Atlanta Falcons are not going to have uh, a, a contingent of fans in SoFi Stadium the way that the Buffalo Bills fans were there, the way that the uh, San Francisco 49er fans have been in there, the way that the Dallas Cowboy fans and, and some others will show up. The Atlanta fans are not going to be out there in force. So you're going to have whatever home field advantage the Rams can develop at SoFi Stadium, it'll be on display come Sunday. 
but this is a must-have-it game. I'm not saying that if we're sitting here on Monday morning talking about the Rams and they're 0-2, which, by the way, is not a total impossibility that the season is over, but now you are in five-alarm fire mode. Now you have to, all of a sudden, you're going to have to go win some games that might have been some toss-ups, and, and, and more than anything else, it will indicate that you have some real problems if you can't beat the Atlanta Falcons at home in Week 2. Is that urgency? Is that sense of this is important? Hasn't been imparted to the guys that are going to go out there. I, I, there's no question in my mind that Sean McVay knows it. There's no question in my mind that he is relaying that message to his players. But can you take it from the meeting rooms, the practice field, and take it out to the game on Sunday? We're going to find out because it wasn't there in week one against the Buffalo Bills. That frantic might be a step too far, but a a sense of this is vitally important to the success of the rest of our season. Because if you do win that game, it feels very, very different um, going into week three against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona's struggling as well. They have a big game against the Raiders this week because they, they, they're looking 0-2 right in the face. And now all of a sudden they're 0-2 with the Rams coming to town, a team that always seems to have their number. They're going to be desperate as well. So you have a, a, a series of games coming up where this can either set you up to kind of get back to the way that you think things are going to be, or it can really highlight and exacerbate what we were talking about a week ago, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's Matthew Stafford's elbow, whether it's Jalen Ramsey's inability to be the best quarterback in the league, whether or not uh, it's somebody on offense other than Cooper Cup. All of these things, this is an important game. The The closer it gets, the bigger it feels. Right there, there were some times, even when the Rams were going through a, a a funk last year, when they lost to Tennessee, it's bad luck. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah, that's not great. Yeah, you keep it moving, and then all of a sudden it's San Francisco. You're like, yeah, San Francisco, yeah, that didn't look good. It's another pick six, not great, but they're still okay. And then of course Green Bay on the back end of that. You're even then that that was the first time. I'm like, okay, look, let's get this, you know what, figured out. Let's go from there. And then everything kind of settled down shortly thereafter. Thank you again, Jacksonville Jaguars, for showing up at exactly the right time. Um, this feels like the Green Bay game felt. This feels like, hey, this might be something serious. Let's make sure that we put our best foot forward against a team that you should beat, against a team that is not particularly offensively explosive, against a team that really doesn't get after the quarterback the way that some other NFL teams do. This is a really custom-made team coming into you. And if this doesn't work out the way that you need it to work out, then what is exactly? That offensive line needs to be better. That running back room needs to be better. Allen Robinson needs to be involved. Jalen Ramsey can't get, you know, uh, uh, beat up the way that he did against the Buffalo Bills. These It is incredibly important from a game a week ago. The Bills game felt important. They came out flat as a pancake. No juice, no action. They had one drive of consequence. This needs to be something far more impressive than that. This needs to be something that at the end of the day, say not only did they win the game, not only did they look more like the team from a year ago that, that had a dynamic offense, a very effective defense, pretty good special teams in the second half of the season, but this looked like a team that was out there and meant business. The best possible scenario for this come Sunday night is if this game is over halfway through the third quarter, that if, if it's a, it's a one o'clock kickoff. So let's forward to about three o'clock and you're saying, okay, this thing's over. The Rams have a multiple score lead. They look really sharp. They've got some guys off the field. That is a dream come true for the Rams. And it's going to be hard to do it. And without urgency, 
it's not going to happen. Okay, coming up next, we want to talk about some of these positions, specifically that running back room is getting very, very interesting very early in the season. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Let's talk a little bit about Turo. I've used Turo, and it's pretty awesome. My family and I took a vacation up to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho last summer, and we had all of my kids. We had some other people as well. So we needed a big car. And instead of renting a big car, we used that Toro app. We found this unbelievable Supreme. It's clean as a whistle. And it was awesome because it was a really cool car that we were all able to fit into. And it was as easy as you can imagine using that Turo app. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget, an SUV like I did for a family road trip, a pickup for some errands. You can even test drive that electric car that maybe you've been thinking about, see if it fits in to your life. Ditch the boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo. It is the largest car sharing marketplace, and you can book whatever you want, whenever you want. Want. Each trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions and exclusions or exclusions, I should say, do apply. Ditch those boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. It's great. Couldn't recommend it enough. So if you were ranking the parts of the Rams opener that were most disappointing, you wouldn't get very far down your list before you got to the running back performances for the Rams, specifically Cam Akers. Daryl Henderson was okay. Daryl Henderson had a average game, I guess, right? That he had about 50 yards and okay, great. But certainly nothing to write home about. But Akers was supposed to be the guy. Akers was supposed to be the guy that carried the lion's share of the load, and he didn't. He got three carries. He only was on the field for 12 snaps. And afterwards, it was made very clear by Coach Sean McVay that this was not a game plan thing. This was not an injury thing. This was a, hey, listen, he's not taking this seriously enough. Now, that's not what he said, but that was the message that was being put out there, that he needs to maximize his opportunities, that we need a sense of urgency from him, that we need to make sure that when he does get these, that he's ready to go. Um, and the the fallout from all of this has been really interesting. Sean McVay has subsequently said that he expects – um that he expects guys like Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers to carry the load this week against the Atlanta Falcons. We'll see. Um, Cam Akers' response to all of this I thought was particularly interesting because he was talking about, yeah, I, I guess what I'm hearing is is I need to do uh, better in practice, that if he, if he wants more urgency, if he wants more energy, then I guess I, that's what I need to give to him. Th- that, that's not the – if I'm Sean McVay, I hate that answer. If, if I'm the, the the rest of the Rams teammates and I hear something like that, I don't love that. What I would have loved to have heard from Cam Akers after basically getting benched in the opener and basically being told, dude, you're not doing the work. You're not, you're not bringing it in practice every single day the way that I need you to. And go ahead and, and extend it beyond the practice field. Maybe it's you're not bringing it in the weight room. You're not bringing it in the trainer's room. You're not bringing it in the meeting room. That I can't just have you out there at 1 o'clock on Sundays and that's good enough. Maybe that's good enough for a, a star like a Jalen Ramsey or something like that. It ain't good enough for you, okay, Cam Akers? I need more out of you and you're not doing that. And if the response is, well, I guess if you need more out of me, I guess I'll give you a little more. I mean, if, I mean, if that's what you think it is, then all right. I don't like that at all. The, the right answer to that is, yes, I, I, I was not doing the things that I needed to do to be at my absolute best against the Buffalo Bills. That's not going to happen again. 
my my level of commitment, my level of energy, my level of urgency and passion or whatever uh, noun you want to throw in there, go ahead. But I'm going to bring it. That's what they go. Okay, let's go bring it. Not this. Well, I guess if coach thinks I need to try a little harder, I need to try a little harder. That's deeply uninspiring. That is deeply um, troubling if you're a Rams fan. That's deeply troubling, I think, if you're Sean McVay. And, and listen, Sean McVay's not goofing around. They went out and signed a guy by the name of Ronnie Rivers and, and added him to the team. Ronnie Rivers is an undrafted player out of uh, Fresno State, was briefly with the Cardinals um, in, in camp earlier this year. The Rams brought him in there. Is there anything more telling than the, the team going out and finding a guy that plays your position the week after they told you they don't think you're getting enough? I mean, if that doesn't make you wake up and go to work, I don't know what it is. And here's the thing about running backs, right? Here's the thing about that position in particular. All it's going to take is for Daryl Henderson to need a, a, a breather, right? So you take him out. Cam Akers goes out there, looks mediocre again. And Sean McVay says, you know what? Put Rivers in the game. Give him a shot. Give And now he hits one. Oh, well, that looked interesting. Give it to him again. Hits another one. Now, all of a sudden, that guy's ahead of you. That's how fast it happens. That is how fast it happens, especially at a position like that, that you do not want to give that guy the opportunity that's playing behind you to get on that field and play well. Right now, Henderson and Akers are kind of in a a, a role-sharing opportunity. Obviously, a lot more went to Henderson last week, and he took more advantage of the opportunities that he was given than Akers did. But now, all of a sudden, you know – they caught a little bit of a break I, by they, I mean, Akers and Henderson in that Kyron Williams was hurt and couldn't go because maybe he's the guy that pops in there and shows it all of a sudden. Now, all of a sudden, you got Ronnie Rivers, who's a guy, you know, look, do I expect him to run for 100 yards? No. But now you've got another guy in the room who just, just give me a shot. And a guy like that, who's super hungry, who's desperate to make an impact, who's desperate to make a check in the NFL, who wants to stick. And, he, and what he's saying is, just give me a chance. And he gets out there and he takes that chance. Think of C.J. Anderson. I know it's not a perfect comparison, but when Todd Gurley got hurt a few years ago, here comes C.J. Anderson, basically hadn't played with the Rams. They just gave him the ball. It's like, oh, C.J. Anderson's the new back. Todd, take your time getting. And we know it never really came back from injuries and other things for sure, but do not give someone else an opportunity to take your lunch. And that's a lot what this feels like. Sean McVay says they're going to use the running backs a lot, that he wants them to carry the load. If they do get a lead like we've been talking about, that's an opportunity to start turning around, putting it into running backs' hands, burn clock, pick up some first downs, and get the heck out of here and be one and one feel good about this team and get ready for Arizona next. That's an ideal situation. But now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you got a new guy in there that's doing that, that's picking up three, four, five yards of carry. You want to be on the wrong side of that? It's getting closer than I think uh, Cam Makers probably ever thought was possible in week two of the season. Look, it went from we're the reigning Super Bowl champions to, hey, listen, we got to get, we got to figure this out in a week, in a week. It can go back the other way if you play really well, right? You can get back to that point where it's like, all right, everybody calm down. We're one and one, had a bad day against the Bills. But look, we took care of business here. Everything looked good. Everybody played hard. Offensive line was better. Defensive line was better. Secondary was better. Matthew Stafford was better. Allen Robinson caught six, seven, eight balls. We're all good. Takes one day. Also takes one day to have another bad day to be underperform again, have your backup step in there and do a better job. And now all of a sudden that dude's got your gig. It happens fast in the NFL.
Sony Michelle looked pretty good for the Chargers the last couple of weeks. I'm just saying that all of a sudden, new guy comes in, drop him in there. He's got to figure it out. They'll do it. Sean McVay's done it before. He'll do it again. Okay, coming up next, want to go to some wide receivers, give you a couple of players there that I think are really going to have to step up for them to have a good day against the Atlanta Falcons. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Let's talk about our pals at Bet Online. Of course, they are your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. For instance, I mean, you know that the Rams are 10 and a half points favorites this week against the Atlanta Falcons. 10 and a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, they scored 10 points in week one. Just throwing that out there. I just, it feels like there maybe there are some opportunities. Hopefully the Rams win the cover. It feels like a, a, a fairly big number. What do I know? But this is where you can find all your latest league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games, week two games, all the way through the end of the season. It's also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today to use your mobile device or use your mobile device, easy for me to say, to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so a couple of guys, one who is going to play this weekend and then another one who almost certainly is not going to play this weekend and may not be around um, for a while. Um, let's talk about a couple of wide receivers. Let's start with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, um, of course, was one of the big acquisitions for the Rams this offseason. He was a guy that you heard me talk about repeatedly here on Locked on Rams. And speaking of Locked on Rams, click that subscribe button so you get it every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, he had bad quarterbacks his entire career. He played with Blake Bortles and Nick Foles. He played with Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields and still put up pretty good numbers and was an effective player. And presumably coming over from those teams, Jacksonville and Chicago, to Los Angeles with a highly competent quarterback in Matthew Stafford. And again, on, on Locked on Rams, Highly competent, competent, functioning. Those are really complimentary words. That 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 is my version of awesome, right? You've got a highly competent head coach. You've got an offensive-oriented head coach and a guy that just really seems to understand quarterbacks and wide receivers. One catch in the opener. One catch for Allen Robinson. So all that stuff's like, um, I thought that was supposed to be awesome i thought that was supposed to be an opportunity for him to break out and kind of show everybody hey listen don't forget about me i'm really good one catch M more alarmingly two targets and really only one target the catch um in, in at any point in the game when it felt like the game was still you know in play by the time they threw it at him again in the, the second time in the fourth quarter game was long over they're, 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 the rams weren't coming back at that point they they really didn't use him now sean mcveigh says coming into this game that he's going to have more to use his word intentionality uh, with regards to Allen Robinson, meaning we're going to, we're going to look for him. It's not just going to be the ball's going to go where it needs to go because of who's open or whatever, but he's going to call more plays where Allen Robinson is the primary target. Good. Good. Because Cooper cup seems to be able to do what he wants to do. He's going to get open. You're going to need to have that second guy. Allen Robinson is going to need to be, a real threat. So now Cooper Cup can maybe do even more than he has in the opener. That's an important part of this. Um, the other part of it is the guy that's not going to be out there. And I knew he was a good player. I knew that he was improving. I knew that it had gone from 
maybe something of a curiosity to uh, not, not so bad to, Hey, that dude's making plays for our team is Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson has been important and he's been even more important in his absence, right? You, that's one of those absence makes the heart grow fonder because that third wide receiver spot, what are we talking about? What are we, I mean, Tutu Atwell, I mean, we are getting real close to um, who? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that was a huge miss. We're getting close to Tavon Austin territory where a really small guy who's really fast is more of a good idea than he is a good football player. We are into the second season of his career and caught a pass yet. I know he's missed time is with health. I know that he has not been out on the field as a receiver uh, when he was healthy last season. They threw it at him once last week and he dropped it. Okay. Somebody in that third wide receiver role has to step up. Somebody needs to become the other target. Maybe it could be Tyler Higby in the tight end position. Maybe you try some different things with Ben Skoranek, but it can't be Cooper Cup's going to get the ball when we pass. Maybe occasionally we'll look at Lyle Robinson and no one else on that field is going to be a factor. It can't be that. And that's what it was in week one. That's what it's been because there's nobody stepping up in that third wide receiver spot. It's a lot of time left. There's a lot of opportunities to be had. There's a lot of games to be won. But this week against Atlanta is an important one. This week against Atlanta is an opportunity for somebody to say, hey, I can do it until Van Jefferson gets back. Van Jefferson's going to get his job back. We feel unlike we were talking about the running backs, where if somebody steps in and all of a sudden Cam Akers, it's bye. You know, we're going to go with the guy that's doing the job. Nobody's picked up the rock. Nobody's been the guy that carries the water that you need to be on that third wide receiver spot. No Atwell, Skoranek, underwhelming. And then it's a bunch of shoulder shrugs after that. Maybe we get a little McCutcheon. Maybe you get a little Powell. Maybe you get somebody that just gets a shot because nothing else is working. Because Atwell sure hasn't done it. Skoranek sure hasn't done it. Somebody needs to step into that third wide receiver spot. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson giving you expert NFL analysis in under 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.